You're now listening to the number one podcast on planet Earth. Winners win. Winners win. Mm-hmm. Straight up, they don't cover, which is unfortunate, but they win. Oh, she will. Mm-hmm. And she'll see me, a winner. <laughs> All right, you've come back. Me and Jay are in the lab, LSU Countdown, Arkansas Look Ahead episode. We told you last week we're going to be going over the nine biggest games because we had nine weeks left. Jay, Countdown Update, as recording this right now, we are 52 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, and 50 seconds. So this episode will be out tonight, or you know, watch it in the listen to it in the morning, listen to it the next day. Regardless, it's about fifty-two to fifty-one days to that big Florida State kickoff game. Are you fired up? I'm getting more and more fired up the more we talk about it. And the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I get about nervous. I get about Florida State, but that's another episode. <laughs> this is LSU yeah. countdown, Arkansas look ahead. Jay, how you doing tonight? First thing, doing good, man. Doing good. All right, let's get right into this Arkansas uh, game. We play Arkansas on September the 23rd at LSU. And, uh, Jay, you want to start off with Arkansas's pass schedule? Yeah, but do you think it's going to be a night game, Rob, or it's going to be a 2.30 CBS? Just a quick look ahead. Their first three games are Western Carolina, Kent State, and BYU, and they beat BYU by 20 last year. I think this is a night game in Death Valley against two undefeated SEC teams, baby, and that's why I'm fired up for that tailgate. Hell yeah. Russ, where you at, Russ? I see you Saturday, September 23rd. Russ? Russ is going to be there with his shirt off, sweating, baby. Oh, he's 5-0 he's five, yeah. oh, offensive line drills. Yeah, I've seen Russ take Tailgate. down dudes in Texas, I've, Austin, Texas. I've seen him take them down in Baton Rouge. I've seen Russ take Damn him down right. in Atlanta, Georgia. He's the undefeated <laughs> champ, baby. That's right. Uh, people's champ. The, and he is him. the people's champ. Everybody loves Russ. Russ, I, I love you. I know you're listening. Thank you, buddy. All right. We need to get Russ to call in, by the way. I know. Think you'd be fired up? I think you'd be fired up. I, yeah, we're gonna get Russ to call in this next episode. I'm gonna line that up. All right. Yeah. Jay, Arkansas's past schedule. Let's go over it. So last year, man, they went they went seven and six, three and five in, in the SEC. That was so that's we, a letdown, right? But, for Sam Pittman and where the program was say, supposed to be. But for for their for their standards, because Remember in 2020, they went three and seven. Sam Pittman's first year, they went three and seven in the SEC, all SEC schedule, COVID, COVID year. year. Yeah. You know, so he kind of got a pass because where the program was at, new coach, got a pass. Well, the next year, you know, he brought in some, some recruits of his own, some transfer portal, whatever. They went nine and four, man. They went nine and four and probably could have won, you know, they probably could have won. Wasn't there like an old Miss game? Yeah, man, yeah. it could have won more than that. They probably could have won eleven games almost. I know? think they lost you know? by one to Ole Miss. Yeah, and 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 then um, they beat Penn State in a big bowl game. You know, so yeah. it's like, yeah, so they they lost three in a row. They lost to Georgia, Ole Miss, and uh, Auburn. And if you remember that Ole Miss game? They lost fifty-two to fifty-one. I thought they you lost know? by one. They went for it on two-point conversion rather than kicking an extra point and going to overtime. 
So if they would have went, you know, if they kicked their point, they would have overtime. Who knows? What Not happened. everybody makes you it know? look as easy as Mason. Taylor. Yeah, and then they only they only lost they only lost to uh, Alabama by by seven. So how the hell did we win that game, sixteen to thirteen? I don't know. They were man. better than us that year. We just won. No, that no, game. no, 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 no. They they beat they beat us. They, oh yeah, they, they beat, beat us sixteen to thirteen. Yeah, how, how the hell are we keep it that close? Yeah, I was that's, thinking that's of the 2020 game when Finley started and he threw it to Dre Jenkins yeah, to yeah, win yeah, the game, yeah, or yeah. block punt by yeah. Jay Ward. Yeah, but no, yeah, they they uh they beat LSU and you know anyway they beat they beat Penn State in the bowl game, so they they could have been you know they could have been a ten win team for sure. Yeah. You know? So so that year they they really good. So the next year supposed to be a big build up, big season by Sam Pittman. And they go seven and six, which is kind of a letdown. They were six and six on the year after a bowl win over Kansas. They went seven and six, and they beat Kansas, which Kansas Kansas was an up and rising team. Remember, they won three or four games in a row at the end of the season. They ended up playing them in the Liberty Bowl, and they beat them in a triple overtime, fifty-five to fifty-three. <laughs> Jefferson had uh, KJ had two hundred ninety yards passing, one hundred thirty yards rushing. Man, that game. Nice. So he was the whole. He was the whole team pretty much in that game, which pretty much is, has been the, the story and it will probably be the story going forward this year. Yeah, uh, they're going to ride him. Um, yeah. And um, so, I don't know. So, they got big expectations this year. They they got they got some people coming back, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how good they are this year. But like I said, they uh, Arkansas – I mean, so Vegas has them uh, six-and-a-half win total. Mm. Um, this year, so not good. So Vegas don't think too highly of them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Like uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. And and the total in, in 2022, they last year they lost four games by a combined of nine points, including LSU. And they only beat LSU. LSU only beat them ten to thirteen. The Harold and Perkins game. Yeah, if KJ would have been healthy, I really think Arkansas would have won that game, man. Because I mean, they was in it the whole game with a third string quarterback. I'm gonna play devil's advocate so, because Jane Daniels had the flu. If Jane Daniels wouldn't have been on his deathbed, yeah, maybe we'd have played better. Yeah, because yeah, well, I hope so. What was his? Uh, I think he had a QBR of like nine. That was that his game. worst game of the year. God, I know. he was like eight, eight of fifteen, eighty-six yard passing, no touchdown, no interception. But if and I understand. I don't understand. He was sick. The field had ice on it. Yada yada yada. But I just think that KJ would have played in that game, man. Uh, they they probably would have beat LSU. I'm glad he didn't. I know. I agree. But, but when nobody ain't got me, Perky got me, baby. Oh man, that was yeah. That I mean, was that's forever I mean, the Perky game. That's yeah, forever the Perky. Yeah. Game. So you look at the highlights. It's just nothing but Harold Perky. He had like what he had four sacks that game. Oh, it, it was seemed like every time we needed to play, he made the play for us. It was unbelievable. I remember yeah. just being. It was like shocking. Yeah. He had three sacks, three tackles for loss, and uh, he had uh, eight. He only had eight tackles that game, which was crazy. But it seemed like he was all over the field. That's right. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So going forward, um, like I said, Sam Pittman this is his fourth year. That's um, right. He's nineteen. He's nineteen and seventeen on the year. Ten and sixteen in the SEC, which doesn't doesn't look very good. Um, a couple of coaches. You already mentioned one. Uh, I think last week on the podcast, uh, Barry Odom, mm-hmm. which he uh, he was a DC. He left for a head coach of UNLV. You said that he was there for 2020, 2020, 2022. He was there for two seasons or three seasons. And um, Kendall Bryles also left Arkansas for TCU. He actually TCU offered him the OC job, and Arkansas never counteroffered him, so they let him go. Hmm. Yeah. That's suspicious, um, isn't it? 
Uh-huh. Did Sam Pittman want so, to take a different route? I don't know. I have no idea, but that's just – Kendall Bryles is respectable. Yeah, I thought Kendall Bryles yeah, was a good uh, OC, you know? Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, especially, you know, since KJ got – was hurt, played banged up, uh, you know, not half the year, but a quarter of the year. You never know so how this stuff goes. Got, there could be some yeah. internal issues with him and Kendall. Yeah, you never know. Nobody know. Nobody knows. It could be a Matt Canada uh, uh, Coach O thing. That's right. By the way, also, you said breaking news by LSU. Beep, I beep, where, beep, beep, beep. I seen where Coach O said that he'll take the job if they're interested with Northwestern. Yeah, and not Northwestern State. We're talking about in Evingston. Northwestern. In Evingston, Wildcats, Illinois, baby. the Wildcats. Coach O's gonna bring all the second tier and third tier Louisiana boys up to the cold. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. That goofy some bitch would get some three star kids from Louisiana. You understand me? Oh, that'll you know go that up there and play hard. You know oh yeah, star. oh yeah, he'll get some four star dudes, and he'll hey, get boy. and he'll get up. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Hey boy, come up here. We got that gumbo. It's always cold. It's always cold. We got that gumbo, boy. Hey boy, <laughs> fucking Coach O, and that would be so funny. Him coaching in the Big Ten oh, yeah. at Northwestern. <laughs> Beating his chest with a Red Bull. Uh, oh, those uh, some bitches would they, they wouldn't know what to think. Oh <laughs> yeah, Northwestern's like a like a prestige university. No, that's like, right. That's like, like Stanford, like Stanford or something. That's right. It's a very so. uh, well accoladed uh, institution. I know. And Coach O would fit in about like a turd in a punch bowl. <laughs> that's some bitches yeah, dumb as a box right. of rocks. Oh, they they stick out like a sore thumb over there. That's right. But uh, so anyway, the new coaches that Arkansas got is uh, Dan Enos. He's a OC. He was actually the OC at his offense coordinator at Arkansas back in 2015 and 2017. 100%. Uh, yeah, and he, in 2015, Arkansas was second in total yards and points. You remember the quarterback there? Was it uh, Mr. Allen? Brandon Allen. Man, uh, he, I still he had, got it. He had 3,400 yards passing, and Alex Collins was a running back. He had 1,500 1,577 yards, Rob. Big black that's, dude that's, with the dreads. And whenever they were you, playing – you, know you know what's crazy yeah. about that number, 1,577? What's up? That would have been the leading rusher any year in SEC, except that year he was third. <laughs> Der- Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, he was, a, been, he was a beast. As I said, that'd have been, he would have been the best running back in the SEC any year except for this year. Well, they were, there's the famous game that year where they're playing Ole Miss and they throw the ball oh, back yeah. and, and he's the one oh, who yeah. accidentally called it. And ran for the first down, and they end up winning the game. That's how I always remember him. And when I see him, I was like, yeah. "Damn, he was a beast." Yeah, he was a stud, man. But uh, so anyway, and he, and he quarterbacks coach at Alabama in 2018. So he coached Tua and uh, Mac Jones and whoever. Yeah, and he knows he's been around he, the block. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's an offense coordinator in Miami in 2019. Then he was a running backs coach at Cincinnati in 2020. Then he was the offensive coordinator for the last two years in Maryland. And damn, uh, under under Mike Loxley, damn. Yeah, and, and Maryland was uh, fourth in both yards and total offense uh, both years he was there. And, you know, Big Ten's got, you know, Ohio State and whoever, you know, Michigan. And- that's just that's strange because Loxley was Alabama's offensive coordinator. He's the head coach there. He won yeah. a national championship calling plays at Alabama and took the head coaching mm-hmm. job there. I, I just assumed he was doing the plays. But it must have been Enos. Uh, he was OC, yeah. So, and then – so Enos will be there. And then uh, on the defense side of the ball was uh, – was uh was gonna be Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator. He's a fairly young guy. He played he played for a linebacker for Auburn from oh one oh five. He played in the SEC. Um he was a linebackers coach at Auburn from sixteen to eighteen uh with uh Malzahn. And then he was uh then he was the co defensive coordinator and linebackers uh, coach in twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. 
uh, for two years. And then he, he left to go to Miami for the linebackers coach in 21. Then he was a defensive coordinator for Malzahn at UCF last year. And then uh, – um, so now he's moving to um, what you call it, real Arkansas. Quick, real quick thought, Jay. Just yeah. how you've seen the Hugh Freeze disappear and coach a good lower level team like Liberty, and who actually beat Arkansas last year. Um, I remember watching that game, and you're going to see Malzon come back and get a big SEC, like a like a good SEC job. Oh, really? You I think so. Oh man, can't you see him like getting a Missouri job or something after Eli the fucking? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would. I mean. Uh, what, what's his what's his record against Saban? By the Fuck way, it's like him. like three and four or something, or four and five. It's like he's, I know he's lost more, but he he was like the winningest coach against Saban. All, all he's done is go to UCF and just continue to make them good. Like I know, I think the world of Gus Malzahn. That was just well, UCF. You know who UCF is playing next year, baby? Who's that? A Gator. Oh yeah, and <laughs> some belt Billy's got his uh his bowl full. Oh yeah, Florida plays Miami, Florida, UCF, and Florida State. So if it's a big if now, if I know it's getting off subject, but it's a big if if Florida beats them four, they'll be the Florida State champion. They fucking they. There's a possibility. There's a chance. This ain't you know this ain't your mama's UCF team. I mean these motherfuckers. I mean he's got them rolling. So so anyway, uh, that's pretty much it on the coaching staff. Uh, I'll just give a little update on. They lost the offensive and defensive coordinator last year, which I didn't realize they lost both. That's a big deal, man. That's something that we, you got to think of, man. Whenever you, if you give an Arkansas a lot of hype, which Vegas isn't giving them any hype, that I mean, Vegas no, is no. taking that into consideration. That's something to that. Oh uh-huh. yeah. So uh, let's let's get into recruiting, Jay. How they've been doing recruiting? So since Pittman's been there, his first, well, you say twenty twenty, so that wasn't really his first year. I just say I give him kind of a pass on that year. It was 29th in twenty twenty. Uh, it was number tenth in SEC. Twenty three commits. Four four stars that year. LSU was number four with yeah, three five stars. So LSU had a pretty good class that year. Um, twenty twenty one, they was uh, number twenty five in the country, number nine in SEC. Uh, they was, had twenty four commits again. Um, well, twenty three, twenty four, four four stars. LSU was number four again with uh, two five stars and a bunch of four stars. Um, twenty twenty two, it was twenty eighth in the country. So they sitting around twenty five always. Okay, and. I, so, but you would think 28th, out of 133 schools, 28th in the country would be pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but you think it'd be pretty good, right? That's right. They're 12th in the SEC that year. Yeah, it's tough. 27 commit, uh, seven four stars. And uh, LSU only had 15 total commitments that year okay. in 2022. They was the number 17 in the country. Jesus. With, uh, four, with four or five stars. <laughs> Who was our four or five uh, stars that year? It was uh, it was Quincy Wiggins. Um, was Sage Ryan in that? Sage Ryan, Quincy Wiggins, um, uh, Walker Howard, and uh, Will Campbell was our four. Man, um, uh, let the let the record show. Moscona interviewed uh, Mason Smith the other day, and he asked him, yeah. you know, who who's somebody that everybody might not know right now, but is just an absolute freak. And everybody on the team, and every day in practice, everybody sees this guy, and they see what's coming. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, man, Quincy Wiggins a, is the is the is a is the one. He said, everybody yeah. kind of, and Mason, I, I like I respect it. Like smoke him if you got him. He said, look, I'm not trying to sound like crazy, but everybody kind of thinks I'm a freak, and he is. Smoke him if you got him. But he said, Quincy's another animal. And hearing Mason Smith say that. I mean, we always knew Quincy was a freak athlete. We know the basketball yeah, I mean, he was stuff. Five star coming out of you know coming out of uh, Madison Prep, and he ain't played football that, that long. 
then that coach for um the defensive line coach that uh they brought in that yeah from he looked like he could still play yeah that's right last year yeah from the NFL he went to the NFL right from the NFL the NFL yeah went to Cal and then he uh, played in the NFL for a long time yeah anyway he's big big boy and uh, he said if I had to close my eyes and draw up a defensive lineman it'd be Quincy Wiggins Jesus. six foot five. 270, 275 pounds, hardly no fat on him. And that's what I said when we did our starters. I said that Quincy Wiggins could start this year. I, I think that what's his name will start just because he has so much more experience. Uh, Ogie, uh, over four. Yeah. And, uh, from Texas. But I think Quincy Wiggins is going to be, you know, right on his heels, man. I really think he's, he should be, uh, I think he'll have a, a real good career. So, and he should probably, he's probably going to be in rotation this year. It seemed like last yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No it seemed doubt. like last year you and see they, a lot of guys get in. You saw a lot of Savion yeah, they, they, Jones. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they rotating a lot of defensive line this year. I think they're going to rotate the defensive tackles. I think they're going to rotate the end, you know. Real quick, so, that coach's name, Jay, Andre Carter. Had to look that up. That was driving Andre me crazy. Andre Carter. Out, he was, he looked like he could still play, huh? Yeah. That was, that was Coach Carter's nephew. Oh, that was him. Yeah. That's right. That's really <laughs> So in 2023, they had a number 22 recruiting class, number nine in the SEC still. They're still barely cracking the top 10 SEC commitment uh, list. And they, you know, 27 commitments, eight four stars, by the way, the highest they've had since uh, Sam Pittman been there. But uh, LSU was number five, you know, that year with two five stars. So, so that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the recruits have been, like, I guess, average or, or maybe a little subpar, I guess. But yeah, I just think it's just hard to get kids to Arkansas, man. I just, I just think it is. Yeah, it, it is what it, it is. I mean, it's still the test I, of time. Yeah, I just think that Sam Pittman for him to, you know, to compete at a high level at Arkansas, like uh, what's the guy that wrote uh, motorcycle? Oh, he's the offensive Pelini? coordinator for A and M. A and M. Pelini, not Pelini. Uh, no, cat dog. It cat. Petrino. Petrino. Petrino did really he was well. Screwing the volleyball we, player. We, yeah, we, we we went over them uh, last year, and he did really well up there. And I think in this day and age for Arkansas too get back to where Arkansas was, you know, consistently nine, ten win team, he's gonna have to get guys out the transfer portal, you know, guys that's already had experience. I, I don't think he's gonna build this roster uh, uh compete for SEC West championship roster with just recruiting. I just I don't think it's done. I I just don't think it'd be done, you know. They don't I don't think they have the money in the booster that that uh you know A and M or Texas or Alabama or Miami. It seems or, like they got some big boosters, but they don't have a lot of them. It seems like they got Bill Clinton. They got the Clinton Foundation, and they got and, Jerry Jones, and then they got uh, Sam Walton, Walmart. Maybe. I mean, that is a that's massive. That is. <laughs> that, I mean, just look if if you ever get bored. I know. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they if they you know the the, the Waltons. Are you kidding there. me, Jay? I've been we've been to the field. I well, I, I've been there twice yeah, inside no, their I, stadium. I don't know if they, so, Massive yeah, corner of the end zone says a huge Walmart sign. They given something. No, I, I no, I know that, but I'm saying I don't know if they, you know, they're all in like that booster at Miami. Said I'm, I'm gonna donate ten million dollars a year for football. What you need? Yeah. I don't know if they're that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. We don't we don't know if they 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 need to yeah, be we all have in. No idea. Yeah, if they would, then it'd be a different story, probably. If if you're listening to this, if you just Google the richest people in America, like randomly in Oklahoma, you'll see like a girl named Brittany Walton or something. Like, who the hell is that? It's just the daughter of Sam Walton. She's like randomly the most rich, richest woman in the state. Like, they are. Yeah. I think like three of their family members are the richest people in the states that they live in. Like, oh, it is yeah, just yeah. unbelievable how big, how much money they got. Yeah, that's crazy. But Arkansas, they need some help. 
But he needs some help. I think you made a good point, man. It seems like they need to do it in the transfer portal. We've we got years and years of data that doesn't lie that kids don't really want to go to Arkansas, or at least the elite of the yeah. elite kids. And, and you might have an, an outlier year where Arkansas uh, high school football has you know some some talent coming through it. You know, I just bro, I don't and see they get more picked. Talent. They're getting cherry picked from North I know, Texas. I know, that's what I'm and, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Just hard. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's hard to compete for Arkansas. I agree. We've been, we've been up there. There's nothing up there. <laughs> I do enjoy it there because it's so relaxed, but there ain't shit. Yeah, what they going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Fucking oh. ride mechanical bull. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they ain't got tiger land. Baby. They ain't got tiger land. They got a place called Hog Wild where you can ride a mechanical hog. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> that's about it, huh? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so that's about it for trans, uh, for the recruiting uh, classes. So. All right. You got any info on the uh, transfer portal or anything? Oh, yeah. So the transfer portal, the portal, like T Bob calls it. Yeah, the um, uh, 2022, they had a, uh, they got nine guys in and 17 left. So this year, man, they got uh, 29 guys left uh, the team this year. 29 Jesus. guys entered transfer portal. And uh, they, the Arkansas fans, I think, were kind of losing their mind a little bit, you know, because so many people just mass exodus out. So. They end up signing 18 guys. So it kind of made up for the ground, you know, they lost. But they end up with a ninth-ranked uh, transfer portal class, you know, which is which is good. Like I said, if you're going to if you go, go on to compete, you have to sign a lot of guys. So in the transfer portal, they got to just list a couple of guys that I think may make an impact on this year. Uh, they got um, – it's a former – a uh, five-star recruit from Georgia named Jaheim Singletary. Um, so, I think he he'll be a you know he'll be a media impact player. Obviously, you know coming from Georgia, I think he'll probably be like the guy that uh, last year that made an impact immediately. Uh, Sanders, the linebacker, you know, from Alabama, could get on the field at Alabama, and he goes to Arkansas and then shines. Has one of the best years in linebacker in linebacker history, you know, so which is great. Uh, they got a tight end from uh, North Texas, uh, uh, Marquise Grams or whatever. He's he'll be a sophomore this year. He was the fourth leading receiver on the team at North Texas. Um, pretty big boy. I think he's six six four two thirty five. Uh, they got a, a junior linebacker uh, from Cincinnati. He was the second leading tackler on the team with uh, seventy tackles. They got a. A senior defensive lineman, Anthony Booker from Maryland. He was the second best defensive lineman on Maryland's team. So they've got some guys, you know. Uh, they got another defensive end transfer, uh, Jeff Coat from Missouri. He was pretty good. He was he was pretty good from Missouri last year. I mean, he had a lot of numbers, but he was just in a lot of plays. But they got another guy, offensive guard, uh, Josh Braun, who was a four star uh, in 2020. Uh, he went to Florida, and actually, Sam Pittman recruited him to Georgia. He was going to go to Georgia, but Sam Pittman left Georgia to go to Arkansas, you know. So he said he ain't going to Georgia without Sam Pittman, so he went to Florida. So Sam Pittman went back and got him out of the uh, out of the portal, so he must like this kid a lot. Nice, nice. Big big kid. He's 6'6", 335, you know, plays guard. Oh, so. yeah. That's right up Sam Pittman's alley. Oh, yeah. He likes them big haul mollies, baby. A lot of people consider yeah. Sam Pittman, you know, one of the best offensive yeah, yeah. line coaches in the nation. Yeah, that's and, – and, and what – and that leads on to our next segment about uh about the starters they've lost. You know they've lost uh they've lost eight starters on offense, three of their uh their five offensive linemen. So Sam Pittman has to make 
some changes and, or develop or get out of the portal or what. And you just seen one guy that got out of the portal from, uh, from Florida. Yeah. So that can help. But, um, so yeah, Rob, they lost 13 starters on, on, uh, last year, uh, eight starters on offense, three of them to the transfer portal and five starters on defense, two of those to the transfer portal. Is Dwight McLaughlin so, still there? White McLaughlin, he's probably one of the best returning players. Uh, he might be one of the better cornerbacks from back in the SEC this year. 100%. So Dwight, Dwight there. We'll talk about the guy they lost first. Okay. So on offense, they lost their top five receiving targets, four wide receivers and a tight end. One of them had to be Hazelwood, um, transfer from Oklahoma last yeah. year. Hazelwood. He went to the NFL. Okay. So so uh, Landers graduated. Um Hazelwood, like you said, went to the NFL. So Landers had uh had forty seven catches, nine hundred yards, eight touchdowns. He was he graduated. Hazelwood was second leading uh, receiver as far as yards. He had fifty nine catches, seven hundred yards, and three touchdowns. At tight end, Trey Knox, he had 20, 26 catches, three hundred yards, and five touchdowns. And then the other one, uh Jackson, which is uh um I think he transferred out. Yeah, Jackson, he transferred out too. He's uh he had uh sixteen catches, two hundred seventy five yards and three touchdowns. So the next leading receiver coming back is is their running back, Rocket Sanders. He He's supposed to be one catches. of the returning best players in uh one yeah, of their best yeah. players. So so they're leading their the receivers coming back, Rob. Yeah. Has Two hundred seventy-one yards, twenty-eight catches, which is Sanders, and the receiver is a uh, at receiver is Thompson. He had twelve catches with one hundred eighty yards. Oof. So I mean, they getting like twenty-two percent of their passing uh, receiving yards uh, returning. You're twenty-two percent. Star- you're starting to put together the story of what Las Vegas sees and why they're seeing six wins. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, coaching like I staff, said, this lost, transfer portal. They lost. Yeah, they lost three of their five starting offensive linemen who had a combined of thirty-seven starts. So that's 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 a lot of experience loss right there. Yep. So on the defense, they lost uh, like I said earlier, they lost five starters to the transfer. Okay. They lost their top three tacklers, which is Sanders. Sanders, uh, who had um, he was like one of the better linebackers in the uh, SEC last year. If you remember him, remember Drew Sanders, that, that white boy from uh, Alabama, that white kid. I do remember him and Bumper Pool. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, Bumper Pool was one of the all-time leading tacklers in Arkansas history. By the way, yeah. every year he had 100 tackles, except for last year. Jesus, he had 92. Christ. He had 92 Still tackles impressive. last year. Yeah. Sanders Sanders had 103 tackles with nine nine and a half sacks and one interception last year. What a year! With three three forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. I mean, you can't hardly make a better year than that. That's right. So they lose three of their top tacklers: Sanders, Pool, and that uh, defensive back Blair. So Blair went to transfer. He's uh, where did he transfer? He he transferred to Memphis. So, so one in one in NFL, one in graduation, one in transfer. Second best pass rusher is uh, Jordan Dominique. He had seven and a half sacks last year, man, which is like a uh, fourth in the SEC. So they losing, so they losing a lot of production. Sit only uh, they losing six of their top ten tacklers gone. And five of the top seven sack leaders are gone from last year. Jay, I, I got to say something. I got to interject real quick. Uh, we've done the, we've done the SEC East uh, breakdown yep. kind of because I went through all the games and made picks. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. already done the SEC West too, and me and you are probably uh-huh. going to record that episode soon. 
Uh, yeah. You got me thinking. I got Arkansas fucked up. You you got me thinking that I'm uh, I I got a pretty I got them over six and a half. But you got me thinking. I need to relook this. This this isn't sounding good for Arkansas. I mean, it's, it's, they're losing a lot, man. Yeah, no. I, so, look, you know me. I'm all for. I believe Vegas is never too far away. I, I feel like I'm all for. Yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. Go ahead. The only, I mean, Vegas, Vegas off on LSU last year. LSU was six and a half wins. Yeah, so. but we called that on winners win first, baby. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm saying if you go, you know. Yeah, historically, so, they're not going. They're not going to be too off. <laughs> so the key returner. Let's get the returner. I told you everything they lost. Let's get to what's coming back. All right, I'm sorry. So, so KJ Jefferson's coming back. I think the KJ Jefferson. Is so Rodgers, Daniels, and Jefferson are definitely the three best quarterbacks in the SEC this year, without a doubt. Okay. Now, how you want to list them? One, two, and three. One A, one B, one C. However you want to list them. Okay. But if you if you put, I really think Jefferson, if he played for LSU, if he played for Georgia or Alabama, I think he'd be on people's Heisman watch list. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really think uh, KJ is that good. Okay. I really do. Um, you know, coming back, he uh. So in 2022, he was at 2,600 yard, 2,600 yards, 68 percent completion, 24 passes, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, in 2021, the year before, 2,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, four interceptions, 67 and a half percent completion. And he, he also had a uh, in 2021, he also had a uh, 146 carries for 660 yards, six touchdowns. Last year, 158 carries, 640 yards, nine touchdowns. So, so man, he he's accumulated for a lot of a lot, a lot of yards, you know, a lot, you know. Yeah, they use the so, shit out of him. Six three two forty six. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, they're a, not scared to run. And that's and that's what and that's why he got hurt last year, man. Yeah. And and I think, like I said, he's top three without a doubt quarterback in the SEC. But the only problem is, will he have enough help? Will he have enough help losing so many starters from last year? Yeah, that's the only problem. He's going to need some big time wide receivers to step up. He's got Rocket Sanders, yeah. but that ain't enough. And they got some guys, and they got some guys coming from the transfer portal that can help him in receiver. Yeah. But will they, they? Are they SEC caliber receivers? We don't know. Can they get? Can they get the separation in the SEC? We don't know that either. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they're going against Dwight McLaughlin every day in practice, and they're getting, they see him, they see it, Matt, and. And it's showing that they can do it, and then you know, Sam believes in them. And I guess they get them. Yeah, we're gonna see how uh, fast him and Dan Enos can get on the same page because uh, yeah, he's been with the same guy for the last couple of years. With uh, and what and one thing that uh, Sam Pittman said this year in the interview, he said that with you know today's age, day and age of football, you know, if you pronounce oh Dwight's the starter and this guy's a starter, you know. Uh, then everybody else, you know, the other guys will transfer. They'll get in the transfer portal. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So he said, he said, KJ is our starter, and everybody else is playing for a start position. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at their roster, Jay, and through the quarterbacks, I don't see the guy that we played against last year. No, he transferred out. I, I didn't mention him in the transfer because he's not a starter. Yeah. But he transferred to Texas State. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I mean, yeah. he was a. I think he was like no, a yeah, yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah he's an athlete. He's, he, they use him as a receiver, and they use him on Malik Hornsby. They used him as a receiver and quarterback, and uh, he started against LSU in that game and couldn't run away from. Couldn't get away from the receiver. Back. Couldn't get away from the percolator. Yeah, that Perky. Uh, we might as well put Perky on the uh, on the boundary and let him cover somebody. He can do anything, baby. Yeah, yeah, do do whatever he wants. He's gonna guard the guard the coach going to the locker room too if he wanted to. All right, I love but, it. But uh, 
So, and also coming back on on uh, offense, like you said a while ago, Rocket Sanders. Uh, he was he's probably you know uh, second best running back in the SEC, if not the, one of the best. And I mean, I I wouldn't put him above uh, Judkins from Ole Miss, but was, he's good. Man. I agree. I was about to say Judkins is a motherfucker. Yeah, Judkins is good. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, they got two guys really that real key contributors from offense coming back. That's pretty much it. So on defense. Well, I already talked about him. Dwight McLaughlin. He has 52 tackles, four interceptions with 10 pass deflections, which is really good. Uh, corner, uh, another cornerback is Clark. He was uh, 67 tackles. You know, he's fourth on the team with tackles, uh, one interception, and 11 pass uh, deflections. And he's a senior coming in. And then another guy, uh, McAdoo, is a sophomore cornerback um, that they're, they're really high on that uh, – you know, they're supposed to be coming back, but unfortunately, he got in a car accident. Uh, I think May first, and went to the hospital. And he's didn't play in the spring game, so I don't know if they're going to take a register this year or not. You know, he might come back, but it don't sound like he will. That's another guy they lost. You know, he yeah. had thirty tackles, two interceptions as a freshman, or four pass deflections. So their best three cornerbacks would be coming back if you, if you would count McAdoo. But I don't know if you can really count him this year. So, so they have to rely on that that stud uh, freshman coming in from a uh, transfer portal from Georgia, you know, to, to step up. And then their uh, sophomore linebacker, uh, Chris Paul Jr. Uh, his dad used to play for the for the uh, Pelicans. No um, way. No, not really. I was about to say, so Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, uh, he don't produce. He wouldn't produce a linebacker. He produced like a corner or safety. A fucking scat back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So no, Chris Paul. He uh he had uh 62 tackles, which was fifth on the team. Four sacks, which was fourth on the team. So he's coming back. Um, and then they're really high on a guy that you might know of, Ron. Who's that? They're real defensive end. Oh, Landon Jackson. Landon, no eyebrows, alopecia Jackson. <laughs> Man, I mean, he had 23 tackles and three sacks last year, but they was really high on him. And they said he had a really good spring game, so they were really really high on him. And I listened to an Arkansas podcast where they said they don't know if he's really that good and progressed or the offensive line is really that bad, so they, they're not 100% sure. Let me tell you so one we'll thing. See, That's man. good news for an LSU fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get on the field over here, and, and now he's uh, – They don't know if he's a monster. That. Their offensive line sucks. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, woo, pig so, suey, baby. Yeah. So, that's it. Now we can get into the – all right, like let's do said. a little schedule talk, 2023. Okay. All right, let's do it. What you got? So, I mean, do you want to go game by game or you want to just uh, – let's uh, Yeah, let's go game by game. Western okay, Car- Western Carolina Catamounts, Jay. Now, <laughs> I pride what's myself. Their, what's, their, what's their – what is their uh, – mascot? mascot? The Catamounts. <laughs> what is that? C-A-T-A-M-O-U-N-T-S. Yes, no, I guess. What is, what is that? What I is guess that? that's like a fucking Leesville Wampus Poodle or whatever Wamper Cat, well, whatever they called. Wampus Cat. Yeah, I said a Wamper Poodle. Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, the Western Carolina Catamounts. I pride myself in being a college football fan, and I pride myself in knowing a little bit about the sport. Or, uh, you know, sometimes a lot of bit, but I ain't never heard of no Western Carolina Catamounts. But Jay, <laughs> get this. This is something you've always kept up with, and this is interesting yeah. now. They are playing the Western Carolina Catamounts September the 2nd at War Memorial Stadium. Jay, I can't think of the last time they played there. They're playing in Little Rock, baby. 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they're gonna open and start opening season there. I don't know. It's a new thing. I don't know. Maybe no it's idea. a the, maybe it's a new thing, but they ain't played there in a while. Well, I mean, we've talked about that several times yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So they open in the season in Little Rock. Yeah. They signed like a fifteen-year contract or or whatever where they used to play there. That sucked. Yeah. That stadium's so, a yeah, shithole too, by so the way. So so that's got to be an easy win, huh? Yep, easy win. Then you got Kent easy State win. Golden Flashes. That's a dub, right? Uh, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. I was about to say random stat: Urban Meyer and Kent State. Uh, Urban Meyer and uh, him both Nick went Saban? to Kent, Nick Saban went to Kent State, I think. Uh-huh. At least, no, uh, they might have just been born in the same hospital. I might they were born in the same hospital. I just got that uh, that's maybe that mixed up. But I know the fighting Nick Saban's definitely Kent State. Uh, yeah. Then they got BYUJ. They played. Yeah, they, they played BYU they last year. Them last year, huh? Yeah, they beat them by. Yeah. I got the score real quick yeah, right here. Yeah, fifty-two to thirty-five. Fifty-two to thirty-five. So I'm counting that as a dub and getting straight into the juice, Jay. I mean, this is this is gonna this is enough to. We've talked about it, and if you're an LSU fan and you're listening and you go to games, you can always feel a little extra juice in the air if an SEC to SEC state game and the Tigers are undefeated. Like if you beat if you win that big Florida State game, Jay. When you get into Baton Rouge on Friday evening and, and if Arkansas is undefeated, and we always play Arkansas. Since I've been an LSU fan, we've played Arkansas in November. So come yeah, not, not even – well, I don't know if they've ever been undefeated coming in, but uh, like you said, when they played you know, Black Friday and stuff like that. But, you know, they've, they've been top 10 team before, top 15 team. And like you said, it's a different vibe in LSU when they come in. And it's always better when teams are undefeated, and even if it's early. It's cold, you know. Yep. So but, September – Like you said – 23rd it's gonna be it's gonna be hot it's gonna be super hot <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be stupid hot but we're gonna be there me and shirt me and yeah, russ shirts I got, unbuttoned I, I got something for you for that game too what's that i know chaz couldn't call in i mean he couldn't call in or he couldn't come to the show today because he has he had to deal with his land uh lawn service spoonbill lawn services and uh he said tell uncle rob LSU beats them thirty-one to fourteen because they ain't got enough all year to get film on LSU. They ain't gonna be ready for them. So, Coach Daddy, aka this podcast is brought to you by Spoonville Lawn Service, is, <laughs> uh, is saying that they not enough for on LSU. Well, give me what was the final score from Daddy? Thirty-one to fourteen. I like that. LSU. That feels right. That feels right. It feels like from what listening to your breakdown, they ain't got enough juice. It says Daniel circles his calendar for that performance last year, and then. He's ready for this one. Shows KJ up. This is a uh, this is Daniel's flu game because last year was a real flu game. Yeah, this uh, is comeback game. Yeah, after that, Jay got Texas A and M at Arlington. I don't know if the fans yeah, like love we said, that the neutral game. Side, neutral side game. I think I really think I, so. I think like you said, Arkansas is going to be three and zero going to LSU. Uh, I, I got LSU beating them. Yeah, so I think it's going to be tough. I don't know if it's thirty-one to fourteen. I, I think LSU beats them by you know two scores, maybe 10, 14 points. Uh, hopefully, it's, hopefully it is thirty-one to fourteen. I'd rather that. Yeah. But uh, so I think they'll lose that game, I believe, and then I think they're going to beat A and M, man. You got them bouncing I, back you know. against Jimbo's. Yeah, I think they're going to beat A and M, and then they go to Ole Miss. Man, I don't know. I don't know what Ole Miss got this year. They lost a lot in the transfer portal too, but they picked up. I think they picked up like forty people in the transfer portal or something. Crazy. Yeah, and uh, no one knows if every a lot of people's coming out saying that they think Jackson Dart's going to start over the Sanders kid. That's what I've been hearing, man. That's crazy to me because uh, I thought you're talking the world about a guy. Kid. Yeah, we'll get into it next week because that's what they play the, the following week. But like just a little preview that you know Sanders, he, 
three-year starter, 9,000 yards passing. And Jackson Dart lost the last six games of the fucking season last year or whatever it was. You know, they started off 7-0, yeah. and yeah. and then I think they lost like five in a row. Yeah, they lost a bunch in a row, and they ended up beating um, – they beat A&M. Okay. Yeah, they definitely beat A&M because that's a big rivalry. That's becoming a rivalry just because the coaches hate each other. Yeah. I love yeah. – because I hate Jimbo. Lane Kiffin always subtweets. He always subtweets. He called him a clown in the in the interview. It's like literally yeah. called Jimbo a clown. Like that's, that's about as bad as uh, it gets. All right, so uh, I got I got uh, I got Arkansas. I think uh, I have them beating A and M and losing to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and then they got okay. Alabama after that. I think we both say that's an L, right? Yeah, that's an L. All right, I Miss- hope not, man. I hope they. Oh, I'll be rooting for Arkansas. Mississippi State, what do you think about that? Man, Mississippi State, we'll touch on them later. Cause at home? At home? At home, but, that man, they lost oh, a lot, and man, I don't know how – new coaching they're staff. Be, they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. Mississippi State's going to have a tough year. That's what I think, man. And then at Florida, November 4th. Yeah. And look, look at the dates. Like I said the other night. Bye week. week. Jesus, poor Florida, dude. Hmm. I would be – I'd genuinely be mad if that was LSU. That happened to us one time a couple years ago. And I remember yeah. being upset that there was like four teams that had bye weeks before they played us. Oh, uh-huh. that's fucking two weeks to get to on a team, man. I mean, that's crazy. Uh huh. It used to be and, a and and, 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 uh, and I don't know what Florida schedule is. I'm sure they they play go back to back to back. I mean, I can click it real fast. Shit, I got it. Yeah, Florida's got they got bye week, Georgia, then Arkansas. So you think they're gonna be worried about Arkansas when it's Georgia week? No, they played Georgia the week before. They played no. the Georgia the week before. Ain't you know they'll have some analysts diving in, but they they got, then they got then they got LSU the next week. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so we got that as a we got that as a loss for the Florida Gators. I, I got Arkansas. Which you, yeah, I think Arkansas. Yeah, Auburn. I'm, I'm with you. You're gonna with you. if you keep listening to us in the preseason, you're gonna notice that I'm kind of high on Auburn. Uh, I, it's really Hugh but, Freeze, man. I believe in his offense. I believe he's got a little magic to him. I believe that he yeah. can out coach and out scheme to win these close games. Just go look at look through the SEC schedule. I challenge listeners, look through and see how many games are twenty three to twenty one, where decisions matter, coaching matters. Like we, if you're yeah. an LSU fan, you have watched coaching lose us games. We had we won national championships with fucking Les Miles, who was a rapist grass eater. Uh, super old perv, and then we had Coach O, who had coached the best team in the history of college football, and can't get a job anywhere else because he is not respected as a head coach. No one thinks he can is actually a good coach. That's why he doesn't have a job. People, we have seen people like Gus Malzahn win national uh, championships as offensive coordinator. Boom, you get a job. We've seen some of the shittiest coaches, a la the guy we were just talking about with the neck brace uh, from Arkansas. What's his name? Petrino. Petrino. We've seen coaches lose their jobs and get jobs, lose your job, get a job, lose your job, mm-hmm. get a job. It's a big circle. Mm-hmm. Ed Ogeron can't get a job because he's not a good coach. It, it, it's, Ed Ogeron, Gene Chizik, the only people I know that won a national championship can't get another coach. Even Gene got to go to North Carolina and play defensive coordinator for a season or two, and he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Coach O yeah. can't even – he had to be a volunteer at Miami last year. Like, what I'm saying is coaching matters, and I'm sorry. I, I, I'm i going to be a little high on Auburn this year. I got Auburn beating uh, Arkansas. What you got, Jay? No, uh, I got Arkansas beating them at home. Uh, it's going to be hard for you to win on the road at Arkansas. They're going to be calling the pigs. Woo, pig, sue. They'll definitely, they I definitely just, do that there. So, I don't – I just don't – I don't think – I'm not high on Auburn this year. I know you freeze there, but I just, I just don't think it's – 
one year turnaround. I don't think we can do it. I got you. All right. FIU Panthers. That's a dub right. at home. All right. Missouri. Next, you got Missouri, Missouri. which is a, a great Sam unknown Pittman, this like, year. Sam, Sam Pittman like one and two against Missouri. You know, he is. And Coach Eli Dork Drinkwitz, he tweeted the other day a, a roasted pig at his house and, and tagged Arkansas football, I believe, by the way. So I don't know yeah, if he's trying yeah, to create like a little that. rivalry right there. I like that, baby. Play, the border war. The border war, baby. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, Coach Sam Pittman probably saw that, and he's going to turn that goddamn jukebox on, you know, after they yeah, win. He's going to bowl that bowling ball down the alley. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, seen, he's, a, he's probably the most likable coach in the SEC. You agree? Yeah, yeah, I like, I like Sam Pittman. I mean, who do, I mean, like, think about it. Is there anybody more likable than Sam Pittman in the SEC? Mm, no, I, I, I like I like Sam Pittman a lot, man. I think he's, I, I'm glad he's at Arkansas, man. Glad LSU beats him every other time, but you know what? He's probably he's one and two against LSU, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and she, LSU probably could have should have beat him, you know. Yeah, that's right. That one year that they lost. Uh, but yeah, I think Sam Pittman is a good fit over there. Uh, what you got him doing uh, against Missouri? I'm trying, I'm trying I think they'll beat them this year again. Uh, I'm not again. I think they'll beat them again. So what that? What is that? Okay, you got, got Missouri one, win. Got one, two, three, four, five. I got to win in eight games. Oh lord! That's what I'm saying, Jay. That's what I'm saying. You better be careful, ball. You giving them some benefit of the doubt. You sound like me? You're a low key peak fan. So hey, I mean, you, you see, it is what it is. I mean, there's going to be games where you slip up, you know. But if, if well, let me, I say eight games. If KJ stays healthy the whole year, oh for sure, they could they could he, win three games if he gets hurt early. No, yeah, if he gets because I mean they're gonna like you said they're gonna ride him. Yep. So if and he's I know he's big and he's tough, but man, he's taking he's taking some licks all year long. And I, uh, if he gets hurt again. They got a transfer from North Carolina who uh, he's actually Arkansas native. And he didn't have a whole lot of production at, at Arkansas because of Drake May and whatever, but they got somebody back there, you know, that can maybe get it done if he goes down. So hopefully. Which one is which one is he? Is he the Criswell or the Aceboe kid? I think he's a Criswell, I think. Yeah, Jacoby Criswell they got. He's from uh... – yeah, he's a he's a junior. He's from Moralton, Arkansas. I got you. Yeah. And yeah, he uh yeah he played it. It shows him on the SEC schedule, so it must have been him. Yeah, he's uh he's six foot two twenty. So he's a big boy too. Yeah, that's right. All right, Jay, you so, got anything else on Arkansas? That's all I got, man. Me uh, too, man. This is a LSU look ahead. Arkansas. Uh, fourth game of the year, man, big game. You know, we got to get to that Florida State game, and then that that'll be one to look forward to if you're an LSU fan. Arkansas early in the year, hoping it's a night game. And, oh, and then, and then uh, Brian Brown will me tell you that he thinks Chaz is crazy for comparing that kid to the Honey Badger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he compared the kid from McNeese to the Honey Badger. Yeah, Honey Badger. He hey. said, "What the heck, Chaz thinking?" Hey. I said, "That's hey, man, that's, that's Daddy's predictions, baby." Daddy, when Daddy says it, you take it to the fucking bank. Daddy says it's gonna snow in July. You better bring your sweater to work. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Brian. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you listening, man. Winners win.